Father, Lord, we thank you so much for this beautiful Sabbath day. Lord, it is rainy outside, but God, in here we are filled with your glory. So Lord, I pray that as we come together, Lord, today on the Sabbath day, Lord, I pray that as we worship you, and Lord, that the words that come out of my mouth, they are your words, Lord. And I pray that we are blessed this Sabbath day, and I just thank you for bringing us here today. In your heavenly name, amen. All right, this morning, I need to set some things up. Right. How is everyone this Sabbath morning? Wonderful. Good. When I was little, I grew up in an Adventist home. And so every Sabbath morning, my mom would come in. I was one of those child children who um, it was very easy to put me to sleep. Like, literally, I would sleep anywhere. Um, we had issues when I was really little, when we'd go over to my grandparents' house. And if I was tired, I would crawl behind the couch and go to sleep, and then no one could find me. Um, that has never changed in the 33 years. I can go to sleep just about anywhere, unless my husband is snoring. Then it's another, another deal altogether. But Sabbath morning, it was, it was always, my mom would, knock, would, would come into my, my room, and she'd be singing. This is the day, this is the day that the Lord has made, that the Lord has made. She get a little louder. I will rejoice, I will rejoice, and be glad in it, and be glad in it. And at that point, it was okay. And at that point, I would kind of roll over, and okay. And I would get excited, because my mom would start the Sabbath day off, with joy. And so I would roll over and I'd wake up and she'd go into my brother's room. Now my brother's another story, you know, trying to wake him up. Seriously, a typical teenager. But I would wake up and I would, I would take a deep breath and I would smell my dad making his coffee. And then I would kind of hear the sizzle of breakfast because my dad would make us breakfast for Sabbath morning. And so I would be excited. I would be filled with joy. And I knew it was the Sabbath day. And so we'd get up and we'd get ready. And the unfortunate part is then I'd have to put on my dress. And my grandmother made me dresses. Now, my grandmother was an amazing seamstress. And these dresses would be, there'd be layers and layers of petticoats. And they were itchy and they were scratchy. And I didn't like them. That was the only part of Sabbath that I didn't like was my dresses. But regardless, I would be filled and ready to go to Sabbath school. And I'd get to Sabbath school and... Grew up in Maine. It's a small town, so my mom was my Sabbath school teacher. But we would go in, and it was that foundation for me that I vividly remember my Sabbath mornings as being a time filled with joy. And so my question for you today is, what are you filled with? Okay? This morning, we're going to look at what fills your, your energy, what fills your heart, what fills your mind. And we live in a world that is full of 
honestly complete nonsense. And so Ephesians 5.18, the second half of it, Paul simply states, be filled with the Spirit. And when we look at the Bible, we're talking and we're seeing these people who are filled with the Holy Spirit. Okay, Acts chapter 2, the Pentecost. Gentlemen, ladies were in this room and all of a sudden they were filled with the Holy Spirit, so much so that they were talking in different languages. Now I am a fairly intelligent person. I like learning. I think that's why I became a teacher. And so when it comes to languages, I am utterly horrible at it. I can't, I can't master Spanish. I can't do French. I can't even do German. So for me to picture that day of the Pentecost, just being filled with the Holy Spirit to the point of, you can speak in other languages, that's amazing to me. I love that story. Another story in the Bible we see is in Luke, okay? We have two mothers. They happen to be cousins, and they come together. And the moment that Elizabeth heard Mary's greeting, the baby that was in her room leapt for joy. And Elizabeth was filled with the Holy Spirit because she knew that Mary had a special secret. And it was that family intuition. It was the Holy Spirit saying, this is a special child. So what are you filled with today? My mom would always do children's stories. And when she did, she did object lessons. I love object lessons. It's something that old people, we can understand. And my kiddos in the groups, we can understand it too. Okay? So, this is an object lesson that maybe you've seen before. My dad actually preached it a long, long time ago, and I still remember how he did it. So, you and I, we live in a fish tank, okay? We live in a fishbowl, all right? We start off in this world, and we're empty. And the question is, what are you going to fill yourself with, okay? How full can you get? So we start off with the big things, okay? I will fully admit this object lesson was also a secret side mission to buy fall decorations at Hobby Lobby. Fully admit. But what are you full with, okay? The big stuff. For the most part, all right, technically, the bowl is full, right? Okay, got the big stuff in there. But is it really full? Not quite, okay? Let's see. You could still fit you know, some other things in here that we have to do in life. It's the important stuff. It's the job. It's the family. You know. It's the pets. To me, those are important, too. All right. Is it full? Your life seems pretty full. sound person. I'm sorry, this is going to make some noise. <laughs> There's always room for some other things. Shake it up a bit. Is it full? I heard someone. No, nah, I don't think it's full yet. You could fit more in there. Sometimes life throws us just some problems. They're not quite as, 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 as big as some 
other nuances in our lives. But sometimes, you know that report's coming. You know that observation is coming from work. And still, you're like, okay, God, my life is full. Like, I'm good. Are you, though? Sometimes the floods come. And God's like, you know what? I got you. You can do more. And it just keeps coming. If I had another class, I'd put it in, but you know. Our lives can get chaotic, okay? We get full. Sometimes we might fall off the edge a bit, okay? But the idea is, what is the big stuff? Okay, so my big pumpkin, okay, it's that big eternal truths. What are your eternal truths? For me, when I was little, I was filled with those eternal truths. I'm very, very thankful that I had two parents who, what it was their mission to take us to church every week. It was their mission to put us through Adventist education all the way up through college. I'm a product of Adventist education could be why I do feel that Adventist education is so important. And I teach there. So your big eternal truths, those need to go in first, okay? We have the eternal truth that Jesus Christ is our Savior. We know this. Sometimes it's hard to live that way because the bottom line is, after we have our, our big eternal truths, we have the important things in life that we need to put in around. Whether it's family, friends, fur babies, important to me. I got to fit those in. But can I fit them in if I don't have my big stuff first? Then you have the marbles. Okay, those are just everyday things that we got to do. We have to go to work. Okay, we have to just live our lives we need to provide food for our families. We need to provide shelter for our families. Those are things we have to do. The pearls come along. And you know, the interesting thing about a pearl is it starts off as an annoyance for an oyster. It's a little tiny piece of sand that gets in there, and it rubs around, it rubs around, and, and it eventually turns into something beautiful. But it's still an annoyance for the poor clam, the poor oyster. So the annoyances come into our lives. You know, it's the, oh my goodness, I forgot Mrs. Summers assigned us a report. I have 24 hours to finish this report. Oh my goodness, I just got in my car and the check engine light came on. I don't have time to deal with this. The annoyances come and we deal with them. But then the floods come. A sudden loss in the family a sudden job loss, and we feel like we're drowning. If I looked at my fishbowl and I put those emergencies first, well, I wouldn't be able to fit my big eternal truths. If I focused so much on my pearls and my marbles and I didn't put 
my eternal truths first, I wouldn't, I wouldn't be able to hold that into my heart. It would float up and it would not fit. So the question is, yes, we're going to be filled like a fishbowl. Unfortunately, that's sin. Sin has entered our world. We didn't have a choice in the matter. But you get to pick and choose how you fill your fishbowl. And when you put those eternal truths first, when you focus on them and you nurture them and you grow them and you make sure that that is the focus of my life, well, everything's going to fit just a little bit better. And the idea here is that you are seeking to fill your fishbowl. Matthew 6, 33 to 34, but seek first his kingdom and his righteousness, and all these things will be given to you as well. Therefore, do not worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will worry about itself. Each day has enough trouble of its own. I'll tell you what, as a teacher, as a high school teacher, our days are filled with a lot of pearls and a lot of water. We had Gail's laughing, she knows. We have so much that we have to deal with, and we have to make split decisions and, and, and help one kid and help another kid. And this past week for me has been, has been a fishbowl for me. It was the week before fall break. Kids are like, kids are ready for a break. Teachers are ready for a break. And yet the water just kept coming at us. And I had multiple students this week. For, for us, for high school, it was midterms week. My midterms for English class were a little bit different. A lot of them were speeches or group projects that we needed to get done before Friday. And so I, I could see that my kids' fish bowls were really filling up. And I had several students come up to me, and they were just like, Mrs. Summers, I just, I, I don't know if I can do this. I don't know if I can handle this. Mrs. Summers, I, I don't know what to do. And my job as a teacher is to help coach them through it. And so I did. I told them, I was like, look, one step at a time. Lay out what's most important, okay? Is it studying for that big science test before maybe focusing on the English speech? Your science test is Thursday. Your English speech is Friday. Put what's important first. Lay it out. And sometimes we need to do that. We need to look at our own lives, and we need to lay out what is most important. It's the big pumpkins. What can we fit? And so as I invite the praise team to come up, I want to read Ephesians 3, 16 to 19, where Paul says, I pray that out of his glorious riches, he may strengthen you with power through his spirit in your inner being, so that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith. And I pray that you, being rooted and established in love, may have power together with all the saints to grasp how wise and long and high and deep is the love of Christ, and to know this love that surpasses knowledge, that you may be filled to the measure of all the fullness of God. So how can we succeed? By putting our eternal truths first. When you fill yourself up with the Holy Spirit, remember what goes in first, and honestly, Everything will melt in the middle. <laughs>